Live from our nation's capital, it's the Inside Scoop with Mark Levine. America, welcome to the Inside Scoop, Thursday, October 29th, five days before Election Day. I'm thrilled. I can't wait for the day. I'm petrified. I'm nervous. I'm anxious. I'm excited. I'm happy. I'm worried. How are you? (laughs) You know, I feel like the roller coaster enthusiast who it just loves roller coaster but is going on the new one that's never been tried before and you know 90 percent chance or more it'll be great it'll be the best thing that's ever happened and a 10 percent chance of creating over the cliff and dying but but big chance we're gonna succeed the real concern let's be fair is not that democrats don't have a majority that Biden and Harris don't have a majority of the population. Of course they do. The concern, obviously, the Electoral College makes it harder. We'll talk about that a little bit. I do want to ban the Electoral College. But even the Electoral College, we should win. The question is not whether Biden will get the most votes on Election Day or even the most electoral votes. The question is whether Joe Biden will get enough votes to go beyond the margin of cheating to go beyond the heart of what the Republican Party is today, which is a party that believes in suppressing democracy, in taking away the people's rights to vote, a party that has gone from Trumpism to authoritarianism. I think we can do it, though, still. See, I think the margin is so big, we will go beyond the margin of cheating. But I want to examine this hour exactly, well, where they are trying to cheat, what you and I can do to stop it, and really kind of gear up your roller coaster ride and prepare for election day. You know how it is. Click, 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 click. We're at the top. We're looking down. We're about to descend into it. I don't know if you're like me. Since I was 10 years old, I've had maps of the United States of America filling in red and blue states. I will do that tradition again. I will have the TV set on certain program channels. I'll probably record at least four or five of them so I can flip back and forth between them. Never see a commercial break. I'll have my computer on. I'll be live live tweeting and, and posting on Facebook and I'll be getting hundreds of calls and I'm gonna be a mess. How about you? Let me know what your plans are for Election Day. Give us a call at 888-48-MARK, 888-48-6275. I'll probably be drinking a lot, whether we win or lose. I'm a little concerned that we won't know the results on Election Day. We'll talk about the various states and how, frankly, Pennsylvania, the deciding state, the most likely state to decide the election, may not be known by Election Night. But if we win enough of a landslide... We won't need Pennsylvania, you know, Florida, North Carolina, heck, maybe even Iowa. And dreams be answered, 
maybe even Texas. Can you imagine what would happen if we won Texas? You know, Texas would be the iron stake in the heart of Trumpism. Winning Texas would show Republicans finally that a party based on racism, immigrant hating, women mistreating, a party based on the stereotypes of the 50s that doesn't believe that systemic racism exists, a party made by and for rich white male billionaires who don't want women to be able to have abortions unless it's the people that they have sex with and then they'll just, you know, ship them across the border. This party does not represent most of Americans. And even if they pack the Supreme Court, which they have, and we'll talk about that too, even if they do everything they can to gerrymander the states, and they have, even though they fight for the Electoral College, you know the Electoral College was put in by the slaveholders in the Constitution to make sure that they would get more votes. Really nice. It's not that blacks were counted as three-fifths of a person. No, 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 no. They were counted as three-fifths, but all of their votes were given to the slave owners. It's not like the slaves got a vote. You know, people talk about the three-fifths clause. Oh, blacks were treated as three-fifths of a person. No, they were treated as less than a person. It really should be called the minus three-fifths clause. But yeah, that is why we have the Electoral College today. A, a, a pattern that, uh, a system that prioritizes a few individuals in a dark room choosing the president over the people. We'll talk more about that at length. But the heart of it is American democracy is on the line. Whether or not we continue to be a republic, whether or not we become a more perfect union, whether or not government of the people, by the people, for the people shall perish from the earth, it's all on the ballot. And it's not just the presidential race. I know what you're saying. Oh, Mark, I live in New York. I live in Virginia. I live in Tennessee. I live in a red state, a blue state. My vote doesn't matter. Well, that's honestly part of the problem with the Electoral College. But it does matter. Your Senate vote matters. Whether or not the Democrats win the United States Senate is critical, critical to America's future, critical to having a court that reflects the will of the American people and not the will of a bunch of theocrats pushing, believing they have the right to take their particular form of religion and stuff it down your throat. There's nothing Amy Coney Barrett and Brett Kavanaugh and Antonin Scalia hate or hated more than the First Amendment. They believe in establishment of religion. Amy Coney Barrett said so. She made it very clear that your religious rights end where my, meaning her, religious rights begin. Stuffing religion down other people's throats is part of the heart of the conservative agenda, along with systemic racism and basically taking away your health care. If you can't afford your health care, just die. They're only pro-life about fetuses. They don't care about you. A lot's on the line. And yet, and yet I'm hopeful. Maybe call me crazy for believing the polls. They're actually better than Hillary Clinton's. I know, I know, I know what happened four years ago, but they're better. They're better because of early voting. All baked in the cake. Democrats are getting out and voting early. And that's good. They're better because, well, for whatever reason, and we can talk about it if you want to, 
Joe Biden isn't hated like Hillary Clinton. Some of that was misogyny. Some of that is the fact that, well, Joe Biden conveys a certain basic decency. Now, don't get me wrong. Hillary Clinton had that decency. I've seen it. I know it. I've met her. But she also, because she's so brilliant, I think she went over the heads of a lot of American voters. Joe Biden goes right for the heart. He doesn't go for the head. He goes for the heart. That doesn't mean he's not smart. He is, but he conveys the right kind of attitude for what America needs right now. We are mourning. We have 225,000 Americans dead of the coronavirus. And at least 200,000 of them would not have died but for Donald Trump being president. Donald Trump's presidency killed more than 200,000 innocent Americans. Think about that. Osama bin Laden only killed 3,000. And Donald Trump killed 60, 65 times that number. All to make him be reelected. But it's not working anymore. Sure, it is working, and it is scary for the 40% or so that still believe in him. It, it is scary to think that that many Americans could be tricked. And, and they're not all tricked. Some of them just really, really hate abortion. Some of them are just really rich people who want to have massive tax cuts and don't give a damn about the rest of their country. Some of them, no doubt, are people profiting from Donald Trump. And... Others are those that want to impose their religion on you. And some of them are just racist, people who hate immigrants. Are they all deplorable? They get upset when you call them that. That's really for you to decide. But I can tell you that people are leaving the Republican Party in droves. It's not just that, that uh, Joe Biden has blacks and Latinos and women voting for him in massive numbers. He has white people. The majority of white people are voting for Biden. Men, neck and neck. College educated, Biden wins. It's really just white, uneducated, I won't say uneducated, non-college educated. White, non-college educated males, particularly in rural areas that are still going for Donald Trump. What will our future be? Are you as terrified as I am? Are you excited? What are your plans on election night? Give us a call. Let me know. 888-48-MARK, 888-48-6275. When we come back, we'll talk about how they're trying to rig the election. He's a Bible-quoting, Constitution-loving, flag-waving, red-blooded, liberal American. He's Mark Levine. Give him a call now at 888-488-MARK. That's 888-488-6275. Welcome back to the Inside Scoop. It's not just that I quote the Bible. I can quote literature, too. I've been reading the beginning of uh, Tale of Two Cities by Charles Dickens. It kind of expressed how I feel right now. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the age of wisdom. It was the age of foolishness. It was the epoch of belief. It was the epoch of incredulity. It was the season of light. It was the season of darkness. It was the spring of hope. It was the winter of despair. We had everything before us. We had nothing before us. 
We were all going direct to heaven. We were all going direct the other way. In short, the period was so far like the present period that some of its noisiest authorities insisted on its being received for good or for evil in the superlative degree of comparison only. Touche, Charles. It is the best of times. It is the worst of times. It is a superlative now, more than ever, because of the decision we have at stake. We have never, yeah, here's the worst of times, we have never, never in American history had a president as colossal a failure as this one. And I'm including James Buchanan right before the Civil War, and he was pretty bad. Or Warren G. Harding, and he was pretty corrupt. Not as corrupt as Donald, though. We haven't had a president who only cared about profiting himself, who literally couldn't give a damn about American lives, so much so that he's actively infecting tens of thousands of Americans as we speak, going from place to place, holding rallies, people without masks. Now, I know Donald Trump's not the brightest bulb up there in the uh, ceiling, but he, he does know that coronavirus is contagious. And while he said basically that he can't control it, he's giving up, he's having rallies with tens of thousands of people, maskless. And I know you're thinking, well, they're Trump supporters. They're not very smart. They are risking their own lives. And they are. They are. Maybe you don't feel for Herman Cain, the former Republican uh, candidate for president who went to a Trump rally and ended up dead because Trump rallies kill. But, you know, Trumpists have family. They have friends. They go to stores. They talk to people who can't help but be behind the counter. They take Uber rides. Even if people are foolish enough to go to one of these rallies and catch the disease themselves. Let's remember that they help spread it to others. Donald Trump doesn't care. He just doesn't care. And for what? What is the purpose of these rallies? Are they going to hear something that he hasn't said before? No, it's just to make him feel good. He doesn't want to feel like a loser. Let's hope on election day we make him the ultimate loser. The real problem will not be getting the most votes to the American people. I am confident that Joe Biden will get the most votes. I'm even pretty confident, though I need your help on this, that Joe Biden will, if all votes are counted, win enough swing states that he will win the election. I actually think there's a decent chance it'll be a landslide. But we have to get a landslide beyond the margin of cheating. Because Republicans have made clear in state after state after state, that they need to cheat to win, that they want to cheat to win, that they're going to cheat to win, they're going to do everything they can to cheat to win. And I know cheat's a really strong term. So we'll go through lots of examples, but it includes, hey, in Georgia, removing blacks from the voting rolls, in Florida, imposing a poll tax. In Wisconsin and in Pennsylvania, trying to make sure that Democratic ballots that are more likely to be mailed won't be counted, while Republican ballots more likely to be on Election Day will be. 
The Supreme Court is part of that. A Supreme Court, which includes a new justice, rushed on the court. Joe Biden and the Democrats said, rushed on the court to take away your health care. And while I do think she will take away your health care, I actually don't agree with Joe Biden when he says she was rushed on the court to take away your health care. No, she was rushed on the court because Donald Trump wants to rely on the Supreme Court to throw away your ballot. If it gets within the margin of cheating, Brett Kavanaugh is already citing Bush v. Gore. Remember what happened in Bush v. Gore. Antonin Scalia said, here we have Florida votes. We're going to count some of them, and when Bush is ahead, we're going to stop the vote count and destroy all the ballots. Well, not quite destroy, not count. Later on, they work out, and we found out that, that Gore won. But the idea that an election is some kind of game where you count your side's ballots and don't count the other side's ballots is fundamentally anti-American. Yes, it is what Vladimir Putin does. It's what Saddam Hussein did. Well, they tend to have elections without another side. But back when there was still a chance to vote for two parties, and there used to be in Russia, they would simply count theirs, not count the other sides. But don't think that the Republican attempted election fraud can keep you from voting for Joe Biden because there only is a margin of cheating. They can only cheat so far. We'll discuss each and every one of these attempts by the Republicans to cheat. And they're ready. They're ready to go. And we'll talk about how the Supreme Court's role, the state legislators' role. But you can stop them. The secret is they can only cheat if the margin is close. And if you say, Mark, it's unfair that Biden has to win by more than 5% to take over, that you believe in democracy, that you think America should be of the people, by the people, and for the people, that you think the people of the United States should decide the president of the United States, oh, I agree entirely with you. But that ain't our system. In our system, the people who appoint people to the courts, the people who control the state legislators, the people who um, know how to manipulate the system can, can do it. We saw it in 2000. Just the United States Supreme Court alone chose Bush. The people chose Gore. The people of Florida chose Gore. But because they had a five to four, well, that's why we had Bush. And that's why Bush could appoint two more. In fact, four of the nine justices. Or is it five now? It's five. I've lost count. It's five. A majority of the Supreme Court was chosen by presidents rejected by the American people. In fact, the three confirmed by the Senate under Trump were confirmed by a Senate rejected by the American people. More Americans have voted for a president that wouldn't appoint these justices and a Senate that wouldn't have because California and New York only get two senators each. And you know, states like North Dakota and South Dakota. Why are there two Dakotas? The Dakotas get as much as New York and California. We got a mixed up system. We need to stop calling America a democracy. We are a flawed democracy, but we can become better with your vote. You can help us become a more perfect union. We'll talk about all the ways things could change if Joe Biden is elected. Frankly, the catastrophe that would occur if he's not. This is Mark Levine, 888-48-MARK, right back after this.
He's a Fulbright scholar and he speaks French, but he couldn't tell you who won the Super Bowl. It's Mark Levine. Give him a call now at 888-488-MARK. That's 888-488-6275. Welcome back to the Inside Scoop. I'm your host, Mark Levine. Will Democrats win enough to get beyond the margin of cheating? Well, the United States Supreme Court is ready, willing, and able to push Trump across the finish line if the margins are close. Georgia has removed 200,000 voters. I don't mean the people who weren't authorized to vote. I mean actual people who were registered to vote, who are legally able to vote. Just taking them off the voting rolls, most of them are black. The vast majority of them, in fact, are Democrats. Uh, we have Florida has reinstituted a poll tax. Now you might say, but Mark, my constitution says that's prohibited. That's true, but that's the United States Constitution. And those that think that the Supreme Court is going to follow the United States Constitution really are a little naive. Yep, Florida's putting in a poll tax for its ex-felons, despite the fact that Florida, Floridian voters, voted to say, you know what, if you served your time, you're out of prison, you should be able to vote. But Florida has put in a poll tax. They wanted to pay back all their past fines, but they wouldn't even tell what the fines are. You know what? I got to give Florida credit. At least when the Ku Klux Klan was putting in a poll tax, they would say $1, $2, $5, try to keep it out of reach for the black voters, put in the grandfather uh, clause to make sure that poor whites could still vote. But the Klan, to their credit, at least gave a number to black voters. You need to have $5. Florida, being so much more racist than the Ku Klux Klan in the 1920s, won't even tell people what they have to pay in order to be able to vote. All upheld by your United States Supreme Court. Oh, the Supreme Court is also ready to throw out hundreds of thousands of ballots in Pennsylvania. They said so today. They said, you know what? We'll count them, but if we find out they're going to swing the election, then we'll throw them out. See, that makes them look good. That makes them look good. How did they do that? Well, it was 4-4. And Amy Coney Barrett said, I'm not going to weigh in now. Dollars to donuts. If it counts, if it makes the difference, she will weigh in. She'll throw the election to Trump. If it doesn't make a difference, why admit how corrupt you are? Why admit how much you hate American democracy unless you have to, right? Bush v. Gore, the judges didn't intervene until they saw that Gore was going to win. That's why they intervened. So they're ready to do that in Pennsylvania and in Wisconsin and in North Carolina, where state legislators in gerrymandered states are putting their thumb on the Republican scale. Now, what does Pennsylvania and Michigan and North Carolina and Wisconsin, what do they all have in common? These are all states where the majority of the people vote for Democrats, but the minority who vote for Republicans control the legislature. That's, of course, done through the tried-and-true art of gerrymandering. Gerrymandering is the art by which a minority political party, having lost elections, can still control legislators, legislatures by, by drawing the maps in funky ways. It is tried-and-true. Elbridge Gerry had a district drawn like a salamander in the early 1800s, the governor of Massachusetts. Hence the term gerrymander. We now call it gerrymander. But it's even older than that. It happened in Virginia when Patrick Henry tried to keep James Madison out of his seat in the first Congress. It's still wrong, though. 
Gerrymandering allows a minority to control a majority, just like the Electoral College control, allows a minority to control a majority. It's wrong, too. But these are systemic issues. And yes, I am working to end gerrymandering in Virginia and in the nation. I'm working to get rid of the Electoral College. Ask you some time about how I'm working to do that. It's through the national popular vote. And you should call your state legislator if you don't know about this and ask them to support the national popular vote. But it's beyond these systemic problems. It's active voter suppression. It's Michigan allowing people to bring guns into polling places to scare voters. I mean, didn't you think that removing black voters from the rolls in Georgia was something out of a 1960s movie? Yeah, no, it's today. So how do we stop all this? You can stop all this. Have you voted yet? Of course you've voted. You listen to my show. Of course you've done it, cast an early vote. But have all your family members? Oh, I'm not talking about mom, dad, brother, sister, and your kids. We know they voted. I'm talking about your cousin, your aunt, your uncle. You know those people that don't vote very often. Yeah, yeah, they're Democrats, but they don't vote very often. And they're saying, well, I live in a blue state. I live in a red state. My vote doesn't count. To some extent, that's true because of the Electoral College, but it still counts because they can vote for a state legislator. I know you probably don't even know who your state legislator is. I know that because I am one. I'm a member of the Virginia House of Delegates. I represent Arlington, Alexandria, and Fairfax in Virginia. And most of my constituents don't know who I am. But why do I matter? Why do state legislators matter? Because next year is a redistricting year. According to the, the United States Constitution, we have a census every 10 years. I hope you fill out your census form, by the way. If you haven't done that, you need to do that right after this show. You should be counted. But the census decides where state representation goes, right? California, when it was first a state, had two or three members of Congress. Now they have over 50. Populations change. And the census decides who controls um, you know, how many representatives each state has in the, state, in the United States House of Representatives. But it's more than that because in the years ending in one, next year in 2021, all the states will redistrict. They'll redistrict at the federal level. They'll redistrict at the state level. Remember I mentioned that Pennsylvania and Michigan and North Carolina and Florida and Georgia and Indiana and Ohio and practically every Republican state but the Republicans control the legislature, so they draw the district maps to favor themselves. And in some states like Pennsylvania and Michigan and Wisconsin and North Carolina and Florida, most of the people prefer Democrats, but they don't get their wish. There are no democracies in all these states because of gerrymandering. If you vote beyond the margin of cheating, if you elect your local state senator, your local state representative, we call them delegates in Virginia. If you cast a ballot for a Democrat up and down the line, not just for Biden, don't just vote for Biden-Harris. Vote for the Democratic member of Congress. Vote for a Democratic senator. We'll talk later on about why the Senate matters so much. Vote for your local Democrats at the state level. We are redrawn maps next year. In Virginia, there's actually a constitutional amendment on the ballot that I oppose because it allows the Republicans to control Virginia, even though we Democrats have a majority. Crazy, huh? Well, that's what they do. That's what Republicans do. They grasp for power every single chance they can. Instead of relying on the people 
to decide who controls the state. Instead of convincing people that they're right, instead of using the power of the people to decide elections, right? You can convince people that they're wrong or you can do what they say. The Republicans just decide to cut the people out, take away their right to vote, only have their supporters have a right to vote. It is absolutely against democracy, fundamentally un-American, and the ultimate goal of the Republican Party these days. I recognize that that was not always the goal of the Republican Party. Republicans used to be the party of Lincoln. And there are honorable Republicans that have seen this catastrophe, seen this horror, and backed away from it. Great Washington Post uh, opinion piece, right? You could read by Max Boot or The Lincoln Project or, frankly, Cindy McCain. There are Republicans, honorable people, who believe in American democracy. George Will. George Will is a conservative. He is a conservative. He and I disagree on liberal and conservative things, but he loves his country more than he loves his party. He is backing Joe Biden, not because he agrees with Joe Biden's policy, but because he recognizes that Donald Trump is a threat to American democracy. We've got to get more votes beyond the margin of cheating. Michael from the Bronx, Old Faithful, has been holding on for a while. Hey, Michael, how are you? Michael, you're on the air. Can you hear me all right? I hear you all right. Talk to me. Well, we are just days away from Election Day. And adding to everything that you were discussing about voting not just for Biden, but for the Senate. And the thing that bothers me is they still got these people that are undecided. I can't figure that out. Not but many. I'm hoping to give. Not many. Well, not many. That's for sure. I'm hoping to give some kind of inspiration and to those that are undecided. And all you got to do is just look back at the quotations in comparison between Biden and Trump. And let's take a step back and look back at when Obama was candidate. One significant quote Obama said was, contrary to what the opposition is saying, this election is not about me. It's about all of you, your concerns. Your in your issues, and it's all about you. Fast forward, and then you hear Joe Biden, and he what, says, "Hang on that thought, Michael. I gotta take a break. When we come back, okay. we can read read from Biden and Trump, and we'll conclude in my last what is it, eleven minutes before Election Day, twenty twenty. Stay tuned. We'll be right back right after this." Never confuse Mark Levine with right-winger Mark Levin. The second E stands for empathy, which the other Mark lacks. Give him a call now at 888-488-MARK. That's 888-488-6275. Well, this is it, folks. Welcome back to the show. I'm Mark Levine, and we got 10 more minutes to chat before the most consequential event of this year. <laughs> arguably of this decade, maybe of the last hundred years, I'm not sure, happens. It's all going to happen, of course, Tuesday, November 3rd is election day, though if you're like me, you voted already. And let me encourage you to do that. Vote early if your state allows it. You won't have to worry about lines. You won't have to worry about weather. You can do it in your own time. Do not forget to vote and do not let your friends and family members not vote. And when you vote, 
vote up and down Democrats, up and down the party line. Michael from the Bronx is still on the uh, phone, and I know he wanted to quote Biden and Trump directly. Um, got a, a minute, Michael. Go right ahead. All right. So going to Biden, he was saying at the um, at the debate and chastising Trump that this is not about your family. This is not about my family. It's just about the family of the American people and their loved ones, those who lost their loved ones, those who are no longer at the dinner table because they died from COVID or for some other injustice. Now you go to Trump and he said, oh, we elect Joni Ernst, we elect Lindsey Graham, we elect Mitch McConnell. Do it for me. Help me, please. Do it for me. And it's always about him. So ladies and gentlemen, let all that sink in. Let it sink in as to show who is really for the American people, who is really for us, and who is not. And yes, I did vote early. I'm Michael, Michael from the Bronx, and I approve this message. <laughs> thank you, Michael, and thank you for your call. Yeah, well, it is. It's true. Uh, Joe Biden is about us, and Donald Trump's only about himself. He's not. People say he caters to his base, but he doesn't. He doesn't. I mean, he gives them the Supreme Court justice they want. That's true. But at the same time, he's willing to infect them at his rallies. He doesn't literally care about their own lives. What did Donald Trump say in addition to me, me, me? He said, COVID, COVID, COVID. Why do people care so much about COVID? Just because it's killed 225,000 Americans and is likely to kill another 100,000 more in 2020? Maybe another 100,000 more in 2021. What are we, what? I don't give a damn about half a million American lives. But that in and of itself is telling. Shouldn't a president care about American lives? I disagree with George W. Bush on many things, but at least he cared. He cared when there were 3,000 American lives that were lost. This is, of course... 100 times that. Before we go, I want to talk a little bit more about the margin of cheating. We know in addition to the Jim Crow laws done throughout the United States, supported by the U.S. Supreme Court that said that the Voting Rights Act, the great act that John Lewis died for, fought for, Martin Luther King, that eh, we don't need it anymore, racism's over. And so we find state after state after state engaged in voter suppression. We talked about poll taxes in Florida. We talked about Georgia removing black voters from the voting rolls. Haven't gotten yet to Texas. In Texas, they said that Republican counties, including the smallest county, Texas has 230-odd counties. The smallest county has 190 people. They get a drop box. The largest county includes Houston, has 5 million people. They also get one Dropbox. If Texas wanted people to vote, it would allow everyone to vote instead of throwing every single burden in their path, right? Folks have to work, folks have childcare, and driving a couple hours in order to vote is hard for them. And during COVID, it's even harder. And in Texas, you can't vote unless you have an excuse to vote or you go to that one Dropbox. But you know what? Texans are more patriotic than the governor of Texas and the Texas legislature. Texans have early voted in massive numbers. Maybe the fact that Republicans said, we don't want you to vote, stay home, we're going to make it really hard for you to vote, 
But Texans said, screw you, we're voting anyway. Maybe some of them said, you don't want me to vote. That's a strong reason why I need to vote. And Texas, to its credit, has come out in massive numbers, a greater percentage of those that have voted than in any other state. Go Texas. Now, I'm not saying Texas is going to go for Joe Biden, but I am saying it could. And here's the thing. If Texas went for Biden and Harris, we'd be beyond the margin of cheating. The moment they announce that, it's over. I mean, yeah, Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett are ready to try to manipulate the votes in Pennsylvania and Wisconsin. We win Texas, it's over. We win Florida, it's over. We win North Carolina, it's over. We win Georgia, despite the fact that Georgia won't let its black people vote very easily and remove them from the voting rolls. It's over. That's exciting. Sure, Pennsylvania is the most likely to decide the election. Sure, we have to keep the Midwest wall of Michigan and Wisconsin. Absolutely, Nevada, Arizona, very, very critical states. And yes, even if you live in a solid blue state like California, you need to vote for Democrats up and down the line, if only to counter the systemic disadvantage that Democrats have because Republicans have worked the system to ensure a majority. And then there are all those Senate races. Whether you live in Montana or South Carolina or Iowa or Georgia or North Carolina, Maine, Colorado, Arizona, Alabama, it is critical, critical that Democrats have a majority in the Senate. For one thing, we could and should and must end the filibuster. This is not in the Constitution. It's a ridiculous thing. Republicans have misused it. They throw in their judges. They ignore the filibuster. And then they use the filibuster to stop Obama from doing, for example, Healthcare, the affordable care option, the public option. The bill was weaker than it could be because of the filibuster. It's time to throw that in the waste bit of history. The Senate is already unrepresentative of the American people. The filibuster makes it more so. Then, yes, we must expand the United States Supreme Court. First, though, we got to get to 50, 51. Really, we need 52 or 53 because folks like Jim, Joe Manchin of West Virginia representing a very red state as a Democrat, probably can't join in. We need, we're going to need more to do that. We have to expand the court. We have to unpack the packing that Republicans have done, not just at the Supreme Court level, although that's the most egregious, but at every level. It's not just Republicans broke their own rules, said that you can't vote for one election year, and gave Donald Trump three justices in four years, the most of almost any president in American history, while denying Barack Obama his three justices. Obama served eight years. He was elected twice. Trump was rejected by the American people. More than three million chose Hillary, and yet he gets three picks in one term? And Obama won. Trump loses election and gets three picks. Obama wins two elections and gets two picks. Think about it. Since 1988, six of the last seven presidential elections, the American people have voted for the Democratic candidate for president. And yet, the majority of the court, six of the, of the justices, two-thirds of the justices, represent a philosophy solidly rejected by the American people. A philosophy that says we don't believe in equality under law. A philosophy that says that racism is over. That says that gay people don't have equal rights to straight people. A philosophy that says that women's bodies are the property of the government. And they can tell women what to do with their bodies. And if you thought that you had the right to decide what to do with your own body, you're wrong. You're wrong. The Supreme Court says, nope, 
Your body is our property. They believe that guns, guns, it's essential for ex-felons to be armed to the teeth, but we have to take away their right to vote because they say guns don't kill people, voting kills people. We've got to change the courts, and I'll get to that, but first, we've got to win this election. We've got to put Joe Biden and Kamala Harris in the White House. We've got to take the Senate. We have to change state legislatures up and down the line to redraw the maps just to get to the close to fairness. Just to get, they have packed the system so much. If you support democracy, even if you're a Republican, if you believe in democracy, you got to vote for Democrats this time just to get rid of the cancer that is Donald Trump. And then we'll go back to our conservative liberal battles. This election is critical to our future. We have never had a president of the United States with as many authoritarian tendencies as this one. Someone who's used the census and the Justice Department, both to attack his political enemies. Someone who would shut down a free press. Someone who has lied more than 25,000 times, which is really hard to do in the course of four years. Joe Biden is not a perfect man, but he's a good man cares about the American people. He puts the American people ahead of himself. Michael is right. It's either us or it's Donald. Which will you vote for? Vote for your life. Vote so that the people suffering from coronavirus can get better so it stops spreading until the day we get that vaccine. The future is up to you. I'll be back in one week to talk about the election, and I'll be in elation or despair. But tune in next week. This is Mark Levine signing off. Go vote.